Allergies podcast. I'm Valencia and today we're going to be talking about my New Year's food resolutions for 2020 because we are now in January of 2020. Um, And so I know last episode I talked about my favorites um, of 2019 and so now I want to talk about some food resolutions that I have for the new year and just talk about a little bit of some goals that I have as far as for food. So before I get into today's topic, you know, we got to start with what's going on. So what's been going on with me? So classes are starting back up, which I have mixed emotions about because part of me is like, yeah, let's just get this semester over with. And a part of me is like, I like being at home, not having to go to class every day. So, but yeah, but I have to go back to school. But I don't know if I've told you guys, but if you guys didn't know, I think I talked about it on my blog, like maybe like once, but my major in college is communications with a public relations concentration and I am a business minor. And so for the upcoming semester, um, I'm just going to be taking mostly classes in my major um just because I'm like wrapping it up because I get to graduate soon which is kind of scary but exciting um so I'm taking like a writing class it's supposed to be teaching more so about how to like write um when you're like in a business setting like like proposals and like grants and you know presentations and like doing that type of writing for the business world so I thought that would be helpful for like the type of career that I am interested in going into once I graduate um, I'm taking another class that's basically about like social media and like the analytics side of things which is really fascinating to me um, I just love analytics and being able to look at reports and being able to see um, you know where people are looking at your information from and just being able to get, um, being able to see a deeper dive of like what types of people are looking at content and like what motivates them into looking at that content. And, you know, I just find that whole numbers part of communications fascinating. So I wanted to take a class about that, even though I have a good amount of experience in it, but you know, I needed to take something for my major, so I was like, it might as well be something that I'm actually interested in. Um, and then I'm taking, what else? Then I'm taking um, a Spanish class because I have to for my major because they, yeah, I just have to take a language for my major, and so I am taking Spanish. I'm taking, like, Spanish too. And then... I'm taking like another like writing type course type of thing um so I really don't know how to explain that class but yeah it's kind of like an English because I mean we write papers and read books and like discuss them and stuff so 
that's basically my class, like the types of classes I'm going to be taking for like this upcoming semester. Um, I'm mostly excited about my classes. What's kind of annoying is that I've been checking to see like what books I need. And so for maybe only like two of my classes, I kind of know. So I'm going to go in and just like see according to like the syllabi that they give me, like what I actually need for that class. Cause I, because I'm the type of person that like, I like to have all my books before school actually starts so that I'm like prepared. I don't have to like rush ship everything. Like it helps that I'm a prime member, but still like I just like being that organized. So, and plus I need to be organized for this upcoming semester because I'm kind of busy because I'm like involved in a lot of things at school. Um, I'm, you know, in like some executive boards and I'm like in a lot of clubs and organizations. So, I'm a busy gal I have like this big planner that I got from like TJ Maxx and I use it so much it's so pretty so I it I feel like that will motivate you alone to like use a planner um but I'm like really busy so I really need a planner um so that's what's been going on with me getting ready for the semester um you know coming back on the campus um memorizing my new schedule um because my schedule is kind of all over the place um and like just getting that into place and trying to get back in the groove of things and getting conditioned into having to wake up early and you know having to run 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 non-stop and having a bunch of stuff to do so <sighs> but I did pretty well in my last semester um I actually made the dean's list so that was really exciting again um so I'm really proud of what I have done up until this point in my college career. And so I'm just ready to keep it going and to go up from there. So now that I've given you the what's going on update, we're now going to talk about my foodie likes and dislikes. So my foodie likes have been kombucha. Um, I don't really talk about kombucha that much. I know like years, 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 years ago, like before kombucha became like in like Flynn and like became like so like, oh, I drink kombucha, I'm cool. Like I have been drinking kombucha for like years, like years. And so, but I stopped um, just because like the kombuchas I was drinking, like they were like really high in sugar. And so I was like cutting back on my sugar. So. I started with cutting out kombucha for my life and so I've started to ease it back in but only doing certain flavors and doing certain brands have like the lowest sugar amount because that's like super important to me so the two kombuchas that I've been loving 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 lately they're the same flavor but they're from different brands so I like the organic brew doctor kombucha um and ginger lemon and then i also like health aids ginger lemon kombucha um they both taste really good um i really don't like i like it just depends like one at the store that i get them from is cheaper than the other so i usually typically go for the organic brew doctor kombucha just because it's cheaper than the health aid one um but they both taste just as good in my opinion and I like how they both have like the little spiciness to it from the ginger obviously and I am a sucker for lemon 
Like, I'm the type of person, like, when it comes to, like, tea, you know, I love having, like, lemon, like, squeezed into it and lemon slices in my tea. I love having lemon in my unsweetened tea. I love having lemon water. Like, I've loved lemon since I could remember. Like, I was that kid that would take lemon slices and put them in my mouth on my teeth and smile with them. I know lemons are not good for the enamel on your teeth, but don't kill little Valencia's dreams, okay? So... Love those drinks. They taste really good. Highly recommend both of them. As far as dislikes, um, I don't think I have any this week. So that's really great that so far, like, everything has been really good. Um, so it's kind of scary because usually I end up coming up with at least one. But we're just going to leave it at that. I don't have any foodie dislikes this week. Yay. So now we're going to get into the booty news. I don't know why I said it like that. I'm so lame. I'm sorry. So the article I'm going to be talking about for this week is about the most common food allergies in the USA. And it's from uh, this place called news-medical.net. Um... And so they just talk about a few different food allergies. Like, so like one on there is obviously milk, which is one I can identify with the most. Um, They say between two and 3% of kids younger than three years of age are allergic to milk. Although experts used to think most infants would outgrow this allergy by the time they turn to three, recent studies have shown that fewer than one fifth outgrew, outgrow it by age four. And so approximately 80% of children are likely to have outgrown the allergy before the age of 16. Um, And then they say how, you know, people who are allergic to cow's milk, they could be allergic to milk from other animals like sheeps and goats, which I don't drink any of those milks at all. Um, I just do soy milk and almond milk, but I'm more of an almond milk person than a soy milk person. I used to drink soy milk a lot when I was younger. But now I do the Blue Diamond Almond Breeze with um, coconut milk, unsweetened, but flavored with vanilla. My go-to milk. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Um, And then they also talk about how, which I want to talk about on a different episode. So I'm going to briefly talk about it, but not too much in detail. Um, This article talks about the difference between a milk allergy and lactose intolerant and how they're like completely different. I plan on having an episode where I dedicate to talking about it and talking about how I found out I had my milk allergy. Um, So definitely, you know, uh, look out for that episode. Another um, food item that they talk about is eggs. It's actually the second most common food allergy Um, among children in the U.S. next to cow's milk um, and how majority of children they typically outgrow the allergy and that those who are allergic to chicken eggs they could also be allergic to other eggs such as duck goose or quail eggs which I find really interesting because I when I think about eggs I typically don't think about those other three eggs that I just named I tend to just think about chicken eggs um But, and then they talk about how, you know, eggs can be found in like so many different things like salad dressing, canned soups, ice cream, to meat baked dish, to meat baked dishes such as meatballs and meatloaf. Um, And they talk about how if a person has 
an allergy to egg whites or egg yolks, they should just avoid eggs altogether just because of cross-contamination because it's impossible to make sure that you can separate an egg white from the egg yolk because that makes sense. Not being sarcastic, it actually makes sense. Then they begin to talk about how, you know, there's fin to, there's a fin to fish allergy, which basically is like salmon, tuna, halibut, those types of fishes. Then it talks about shellfish, which is like shrimps, crabs, lobster, um, clams, mussels, oysters, those types of things. Then there's tree nuts, which is where I kind of fall up underneath um, for some nuts and how they talk about how it affects 1.1% of children and 0.5% of adults in the United States. It's the second leading cause of severe allergic food reactions and it's the estimated prevalence of tree nut anaphylaxis is 0.25% to 0.95%, which I think is really interesting that even though it's kind of lower on the list for the most common, but it's the second leading call. And then they talk about peanuts, um, which I've known people who have had peanut allergies to, you know, not being able to smell it. And if they do, then they'll get a reaction of some sort to touching it, to eating it. You know, some people are sensitive in different ways. Um, I know wheat allergy, that's really common among children. Um, and how most children outgrow the allergy before they reach adulthood and how one third outgrow it by age of four and two thirds outgrow it by the age of 12. Um, but to my understanding, I think a weed allergy is different than having like, um, like celiac disease. So um, just, just to put that out there, like they're different. Um, but I personally don't have a weed allergy. Um, but I know a person who has celiac disease. Um, and then the last food allergy they have on this list is soybean. And I feel like this is an allergy that a lot of people don't really talk about. Like, it's a major allergy, but it's not the most common. Like, I don't really hear that many people say, oh, I have a soybean allergy. But what I think is interesting, it says that soybeans are a member of the legume family, but being allergic to soy does not mean you have an increased risk of the allergy to other legumes like beans, peas, lentils, and peanuts. So that's really interesting because they're all in the legume family. But just because you're allergic to soybeans doesn't mean that you could be allergic to any of those other things. But another allergy that's not on this list that it's not really common, but it's um, something that was on that was on my mind like when I was um like going through this list and thinking about this article was a corn allergy because I went to like a summer intensive some years back and um a girl that I met when I was there she had like a corn allergy and so she you know when the when the place when they ordered um like pizza and stuff like she had like her own like pizza that was um made just for her to accommodate her food allergies um, because she's allergic to, you know, anything with corn. So that's corn and corn oil. And there's a lot of things that have corn oil in them. So she would like bring her own bread. Like she had like her room on her side, um, had like so much bread and she had like tortillas and just, um, things like that to be able to have it where she could make her own meals. Like if the dining hall, um, where the intensive was taking place at like the the campus um she would be able to have some options 
So it was really cool being able to like talk with her and being able to bond with her over having food allergies um, and just being able to talk about that. But I thought her allergy was really unique because I don't know that many people. Like she's literally the only person that I know of that has that allergy. Um, so yeah, that just made me think about that when I saw this article. So now that we're done with foodie news, now I will get into my New Year's food resolutions for 2020. So I just have like a few. I don't have like too many. Like the list is not like too crazy. But there are like some things that I really would like to be able to do in 2020. So one of the things is to eat less fried food. Now granted, I don't eat that much fried food compared to the average Joe, the average person. Um... But I know that when I'm at school, I tend to have, like, I tend to have it where if I'm sick of having, like, stir, like, stir-fry Mongolian stir-fry at my school, then I tend to go over to the grill and get, like, fries and get, like, black bean burgers. And there's nothing wrong with having those things, but I know for me, like, sometimes when I'm done having those things, like, I don't feel fulfilled and I feel, like, sluggish and I feel meh. So I know that... You know, I don't need to eat them as, like, often and that have them in moderation. And, you know, I don't need to be like, hey, you know, label them as, like, a bad food. Even though it, like, fried food, is like, literally is not good for you as far as cholesterol and stuff like that is concerned. Um, but, I mean, I do want to have it where I can have fries. But I just don't need to have them that often because, I mean, they're not really fulfilling for your body anyway. It's just like a fried stick. So... I think for me, like, I want to not have it where I get in the trap of, oh, I don't want stir fry, so I'm just going to go get a burger, you know, like, because it's like the easiest thing to do. And sometimes the long, the line is not as long as getting Mongolian and stuff. I just need to put my health first and just be like, no, I'm not going to have a burger and fries because I know like, that's not good for me. And like how my body like works and how it you know, stuff like that. And I know like my body and like how it will feel weird when I have certain things or like, like if my body is not feeling fulfilled by the food that I'm eating, then like, why am I eating it? Like, it's just wasted calories and a waste of space that's inside my body. Like, I'm just not going to do it. That kind of goes with hand in hand with me not 100% liking me drinking my calories. But again, that's another story for another time. Um, another, um, thing that I want to do is to eat more greens. Now, granted, I do eat a lot of greens when I'm at school, especially when I have stir fry pretty much every day for lunch and dinner every day. Um, but I know, like, I get tired of that. And so, like I said before, like, sometimes I'll go and get burgers and fries. But I think, like, being able to come up with ways for me to be able to have greens so that I don't get, like, tired of it. So, whether that you know changing up the base for my stir fry which is what I do like sometimes I'll have cabbage or sometimes I'll do kale or sometimes I'll do a mixture of them um and then having like more salads at school like I don't really eat that much salads at school and just getting really creative with that so that's something that I definitely do want to do more of another thing I want to do more of is cleaning my fridge more regularly um because my fridge like I'll just put stuff in it and then I'll open it when it's time like for me like to like clean my room and stuff like I'll be like oh my goodness what is this crap doing in my refrigerator like I don't remember putting it in here so I definitely want to clean my fridge up more regularly and take all the stains out like I shouldn't be having stuff in there that's been there for a while and yeah it's just it's just bad like I just need to clean out my refrigerator more and just be like okay this day is going to be like for cleaning my fridge 
So that's something that I definitely, definitely, definitely want. Another thing that I want to do um, as far as like food resolutions is like try meal prepping for when like I start my internship this upcoming summer. Now I did it this past summer for my internship, but I want to step up my game and do it a lot more because there would be times where I would wake up in the morning and I'd be like, gosh, I don't have my lunch together and I have to leave because I have to get in and go to my job. And so like, that's just something that I don't want to have to be thinking about. Like I want to wake up and be like, ah, all I have to do is just get ready, put on my clothes and go out the door. So that's something that I definitely want to do more of and I know that it helped saved my butt so many times and then I want to be able to do a lot more with it and be able to venture off and do a lot more recipes. Another thing that I want to do this year is to learn how to make a cookie cake because usually like when it's like my birthday or something like that, I don't like cake. Or like cupcakes so like that's like my dessert of choice is to have like a cookie cake so i like to be able to learn how to make one so whether it's like a chocolate chip one or like a pumpkin chocolate chip one which is really good i've had that before in the past for my birthday so i would really love to learn how to do that and also how to make like bread like loaves of bread so whether it's like pumpkin bread or something like that i think like that would be like really cool to be able to know how to make um, another thing I would like to know is like how to like make like a heart dish. So whether that's like making like vegan meatballs or making like something that requires a lot of like preparation and time. Um, I think that would be really cool to learn how to like make like a super hard dish. So like going like on Pinterest and stuff like that. And then also like just trying more vegan friendly restaurants in Atlanta because we have like so many to choose from. And I think that it would just be cool because I like looking up different restaurants and looking at different menus and being able to be like, ooh, I want to try this place. And just being able to venture out and go into the city and just being able to find new places to go to, find new favorite foods and being able to have like a little mini like food adventure. And I know I've talked about some of those food adventures on my blog before, but also being able to talk about it on there and also on the podcast and giving like restaurant recommendations because that would be pretty cool. Um, so I think I want to do that, find more vegan friendly, dairy free friendly types of restaurants. And that wraps up today's podcast, guys. I hope you guys um, enjoyed listening and being able to have like a conversation about like some of my New Year's food resolutions for 2020. Also, tell me what you guys' food resolutions are, like, in the comments section. Um, And then also, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already. Give us a rating. Hopefully, it's five stars if you love the podcast as much as I do. And I will talk with you all in the next episode. Bye, guys. (laughs)